0: Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. Well, welcome to 2022. 2022. At this time of the year, most of us take time to reflect on the year that was. Was it a good year? Was it a bad one? Did we achieve all that we set out to do? Did we enjoy the past year? Usually at this time also, we start making plans for the upcoming new year. We set goals for how much money we'd like to make what our budget will be like, what we'd like to own in the next year. We also make plans for vacations, perhaps projects around the house. Some of us will wonder what our gardens will be like and what shall we plant in them. Others of us will focus on the habits we would like to quit, or perhaps the habits we would like to start. These thoughts run through most people's mind to some extent usually every January. What's interesting about it is it seems to happen almost every year, and yet nobody has a crystal ball. We can't tell what we will achieve, but we do take the time to plan on it. This time of year means an annual conference with my managers at work. I would like to know what their expectations for the next year are, along with the goals for the year. It was while preparing for these series of meetings that I got the idea for this lesson. What can I expect in the new year as a Christian? What goals will I set for myself as a Christian? There are many things we can expect as a Christian, too many to name in the time I have. But I did think of a couple that just seemed to stand out. The first thing I think we can expect in this upcoming year as a Christian is temptation. Peter writes in 1 Peter 5 and 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So Peter is telling us, I think, that we need to be sober and vigilant because Satan never takes a day off. He's walking around every single day looking for those who he can devour. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man, and God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. So even though Satan doesn't take a day off, and he will tempt us with things such as the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life, Paul tells the Corinthian church, There's no temptation that is not common to man, and that God will always provide a way out of that temptation, so that we may be able to endure and overcome that temptation. James writes about this in James chapter one, verses twelve through eighteen. If you will open your Bibles and turn with me, James says. Blessed is a man who preserves under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is carried away enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of His will, He brought us forth by the word of truth, so that we could be kind of a first fruits among His creatures. From these verses, we learn that temptation is of the devil, and not of God. In fact, we learn that God allows us to be tempted, but not to a degree where we cannot escape. That if we know God, then we know the devil's devices in how he tempts us. And we should relish the challenge of temptation for when we are tried, our faith grows stronger and we shall receive the crown of life. The second thing I think we can expect in the upcoming year are trials and tribulations. Job cried out in Job 23 and 10, But he that knoweth the way that I take, when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. James 1, 2 and 3. Peter wrote about tribulation in chapter 4 of 1 Peter, verses 12 and 13. He says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as through some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exultation. Consider what Jesus said in John 16.33. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 5, looking at the first five verses. Paul writes to the church in Rome, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now, I live around the Pittsburgh area, western Pennsylvania, the steel city, and from what I understand, if you take the iron and carbon, mix it together, heat it up until it reaches 1,740 degrees, it becomes steel, which is stronger than either the iron or the carbon that made the steel. The same is true with us. If we take our faith and our life, heat it up with the trials and tribulations of living, we get a far stronger faith. We should look at trials and tribulation as God's way of making us stronger as we look forward to 2022. Another thing I think we can look forward to in the year that is coming, is persecution. Turn with me to John chapter 15, verse 20. Jesus said, Remember the word that I said to you, A slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, They will keep yours also. And turn a couple pages to John chapter 16, looking at verse 2. He continues on saying, They will make you outcasts from the synagogue, but an hour is coming for everyone who kills you to think that he is offering service to God. Paul writes to the young preacher in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, we are in the year 2022, and most of us aren't dealing with the persecution as Jesus described in John, or that Paul describes in 2 Timothy. But we do have persecution. And we should expect it. Jesus was persecuted. The apostles were persecuted. The early Christians were persecuted. Should we expect anything different? Although we may not be living in fear for our lives per se, we are nonetheless persecuted by society. Test this out. Just tell someone that you believe that a marriage is exclusively between a man and a woman, and see what happens. We can also expect, in the year that is now, the preaching of the word will be rejected. Remember the parable of the sower? Not all of the seed that was sowed produced fruit. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 12. This is the instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples as he sent them out two by two. He said, as you enter the house, give it your greeting. If the house is worthy, give it your blessing of peace. But if it is not worthy, take back your blessing of peace. Whoever does not receive you, nor heed your words, as you go out of that house or that city, shake the dust off your feet. Truly I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Notice that not everybody was going to accept what the disciples were going to tell them. And Jesus said, that's okay. Just shake off the dust and move on. In fact, in Acts chapter 13 and 51, we see, but they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. The early Christians recognized not everyone is going to receive this good news message that Jesus came from God, was put to death, and resurrected. In fact, in the book of Jude, the author makes a point that we should not waste our time or even get too concerned with the people that reject the gospel. We just need to keep going. There are some that will never accept it. This is an unfortunate fact that we as Christians should accept. Let's look at Jude, beginning with verse 17. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, In the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lust. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And have mercy on some, are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire, and on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Wait a minute. Jude's telling us that there's going to be these people who will mock us, follow after their own ungodly lust. There are going to be the ones who cause divisions because they focus more on the world than of the Spirit. And he goes on and says that we are to have mercy not on all, but on some. We are to save others, snatching them out of the fire. And others we are to have mercy with fear, that is... We should hate even the garment that they wear because it's polluted by the flesh. The preaching of the word will be rejected in this new year. That's okay. We need to move on. I think with everything going on with COVID and the pandemic and... I don't even know which level of variant we're on nowadays, but there's going to be anxiety this year. There will undoubtedly be times in the upcoming year where we will worry. And worry leads to stress, anxiety and even frustration. And while we can expect to feel some anxiety this year? We also need to remember that the Lord will provide for us this year, just as He has in the past. Let's look at what Jesus said in Matthew 6, beginning with verse 25. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life, as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body, as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Jesus is giving us the cure for anxiety. And one of the ingredients for the cure of anxiety is another thing we can expect in the upcoming year, and that is God's love. John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever so believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Notice Jesus didn't tell Nicodemus that God so loved the believers or God so loved his people or God so loved the followers he has. Jesus told Nicodemus God so loved the entire world. With God's love and the support of the church, I know that no matter what this year will bring, I'll be able to get through it just fine. As with most, the second step of my planning is usually involving setting new goals. It's often been said without goals, life is like a ship without a captain. You can't steer, and the waves just take you wherever they want. But for goal setting to work, the goals must be believable and achievable. A goal set too high or beyond belief will only lead to frustration and anxiety. Each of us will have different goals. It might be to read a certain number of chapters in the Bible, or give a certain lesson, or to lead so many people to Christ, or to learn a new song. Whatever the goal is, we should take time to think of how we are going to achieve it. My prayer is that each of us will take the time to set some goals to achieve as a Christian and to do the Lord's will in this new year. As we start a new year, the media wants us to be frantic and scared. The headlines are predicting an overtaking of the government a failing economy inflation perhaps even a civil war maybe this will happen or maybe not i think that we should not be afraid either way it's just another year much as the same as 2021 was before it what we can expect this year is the same we can expect every year trials tribulations rejection, persecution, but we can also expect the love of God and the assurance that He will provide and deliver us. Remember what Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 and 34. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, that which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone you care about.